I don't have to be consulted on it. Remember that the shareholder, and that's me, I have oversight over the board, and the board has oversight over the executive. I did go into the meeting yesterday morning, and I just raised the collective frustration of the public, as well as the frustration of government with um, many things in ESCOM. We're not getting answers on the overruns, for example, which gone into billions of rands. The financial liquidity of ESCOM. Are they in trouble? Are they not in trouble? Um, and so there are a whole range of those kinds of matters. Investigations that were undertaken months ago that they have still today not brought the results of those investigations, both Majuba and Matuba. I've raised the issues with the board on load shedding and said to the board, I understand that there's going to be load shedding because the grid's tight. But what I don't understand is weeks of no load shedding to store electricity, and then we have load shedding up to, to stage three in a particular uh, period. Most importantly, I raise the issue of the credibility of the information that they bring back. So I've raised all of this over 10 months. I'm very conscious. Business comes and sees me constantly that they're going to lose um, their workers. Um, ISCOM says that it's two hours from a particular time to another time, and then they go much later. And so there are a whole range of issues. The fact that they've not moved from um, diesel to gas yet, um, I'm not getting a sense that the board's on top of it, and I'm not getting a sense that the executive is on top of it. A minister, in the statement that you released earlier on, was saying that uh, this should be deeper than a mere fact-finding exercise. It should be deep dive into the company. What exactly do you mean by that? And the Democratic Alliance has said that <coughs> it's written to you requesting that former executives also form part of this inquiry. Have you re- re- uh, received such a request and how would you respond to that? Let me take one step back. It's not just the fact-finding. I don't see it. I will engage the board on it because the board has now made the decision that they will have the fact-finding. I will engage them that we want results after the three months. I want to be able to hear from the board what would the next steps be? What does it mean in the next step? Because in, in some respects, ESCOM is an old institution of from 1922 already. You're not going to be able to fix ESCOM in three months. But we must at least know what we are sitting with so that we have a baseline to move from to be able to resolve the problem. If, for example, the company or the p- a person that they find to do the investigation, um, wants to interview past executives and so forth, I'm delighted. I'm more, in, I'm interested in getting to the root of what our overall problems are in ESCOM. We can't lurch from day to day with a new challenge and a new challenge constantly without us knowing that this is going to be a challenge. 
in a couple of days' time. But do you believe that such an investigation would achieve this? Because there are those who say they needs to be structural change at ESCOM. The current structure is doomed for failure. And yet what we're told is that this investigation won't focus on that. No, but the investigation will raise those issues. And then we've got to look at what I'm saying is I don't want to preempt the outcome of the investigation. What I would like to see is that it sets us on a path to creating sustainable electricity into the future so that the economy can grow and all of the things that we want electricity to do, that it can do that. And I'm hoping that this investigation, and it will be what is put into the terms of reference, and that's what I would engage the board with. Minister, what is your view on what should ultimately happen? Because you say there are deeper issues that need to be addressed. Just looking at a statement by the National Union of Mine Workers, for instance, they're saying that they believe that this is the beginning of corporate governance collapse at ESCOM. And there are those who are saying we shouldn't even be surprised if uh, in the next couple of weeks or so we're going to see cost overruns with regards to Midupi, Usile and Ingula. Do you believe that heads should roll? Well, let me, let me put it to you this way. I believe that if any wrongdoing is found in this investigation, then of course we will have to act against those people. But this is not a punitive investigation. If within the investigation there are allegations of any wrongdoing, then of course that will have to happen. But, I mean, for now, I'm saying let the investigation take its course. It's come more run as it has before um, in the three, these three months. The executives that have been put in place are all executives that have been in those portfolios um, prior to this. They are highly skilled. They are CAs and engineers. They've had 14 to 21 years experience in ESCOM. So let the process take its course. And let us, at the end of that course, actually make the decisions that we need. But given the concerns you yourself have raised, Minister, you said you're concerned about the instability at power plants, the financial liquidity at ESCOM, the lack of credible information. Are these not punishable offences? Are these not offences that require that somebody uh, take accountability, responsibility for that situation? Well, they are, but is that my perception or is that what I've acquired through factual um, investigation? Why don't you tell us? Is it your impression or is it what you've acquired through factual information? That's why I, I am in support of an investigation taking place, so that I can actually assess that. And the point is the investigation takes place for three months. It's not going to be going on for a whole year. And the board I've asked must please take reports on a monthly basis. Just a so final... 
Just a final yeah. question. Would you agree with the notion that uh, it would very rarely happen that uh, such high-level executives would be suspended without a prima facie case? In fact, there are those who are saying it's unheard of in corporate governance that something like this should happen without a prima facie case which exists, which would even point to the fact that somebody, the buck stops with them and therefore their heads ought to roll. Is the answer to you in this way? If the state, I think the board would have enough reason to believe that. If a, if a private company were not to get out of its kind of crisis mode after such a long time, do you not think that the action will have to be taken? I think the board has done the right thing. They've taken action and we await the response to the action.